0: Welcome back, everyone, to Talk to Talk with your girl Anita Love. I'm coming to you from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. God is good. He blessed me. My family's blessed. And you already know another day above ground is always a blessing. And I just came here to update, check in, see how my peoples are doing, how everybody is percolating in this crazy world that have been taken over by the coronavirus, um, it's crazy because I'm normally, for the most part, pretty positive. I'm normally very optimistic. I can see things from different angles, not just selfishly, because we all have, whether we want to admit it or not, some of us will never admit it, but we all have some selfishness about us. Ah, uh, we just for me, I just always hope that my selfishness has to do with me loving myself and not letting someone else misuse me before it's giving and caring and showing empathy and compassion for other people. I just pray that I've never shown that part. Um, for the most part, I work on being a good person all around, not just talking about it but being about it. Um, but, As I have mentioned before, I'm in Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I was strolling through the internet because I always read um, little pop-ups with the Advocate, Black News, World News, CNN. I just pay attention. I read a lot of stuff. Um, And I was looking at the news in my hometown about the coronavirus death toll that have hit us in East Baton Rouge and that it had climbed by five all with in underlying conditions. Um, The total deaths from the coronavirus complication itself in East Baton Rouge Parish have climbed to 32 just today. Um, The coroner's office announced in a press release that all five of the newly reported patients had underlying conditions and some of the cases reportedly have been waiting for COVID-19 test results. The numbers included two residents older than 70, two in their 60s and a 56-year-old female. Now, the majority of the deaths due to COVID-19 complications have affected older residents. Yesterday, there was a newborn died after the mother went into early labor after contracting the virus. And it was a little girl. The two residents from Mississippi have also died. There were two residents in Mississippi that also had died in the East Baton Rouge Parish, bringing the total count of deaths to 34. Now, the average age of a COVID-19 victim who has died in the parish, including the Mississippi resident, is 67. Um. I also saw where, you know, our governor did a press conference and he said that it looks like we are curving, flattening out um, with the people that have tested positive and things of that nature. Um, There's 582 deaths total in Louisiana, and there's over 16,200 cases of the coronavirus that is reported just in Louisiana. So to hear that it's flattening out and you still see these type of reports, as of Tuesday, today, April the 7th, the officials with the Louisiana Department of Health and Hospitals have reported though that these, of these cases that 16,284 people have tested positive and there are 582 deaths. So I'm not making that up. The crazy and the bad part about it is these numbers may not be totally accurate because people have died from waiting for test results. And there are still people now that are waiting for test results. So I I was talking to a friend of mine and they were just very calm and collective about going into the store and doing their normal routines and she was like I was like well I'm glad that you know to hear that you're not worried and things of that nature because it's kind of good to have that perspective on things if you can't control it you don't let it get the best of you and she said well that's what I try to live by and that's what I try to do and I wish that I can have that mentality now. I wish sometimes and I'm hoping going forward that I don't live in fear, but I realized just thinking and accepting and processing her response that I have been living in fear for a long time, not, even before the COVID-19 happened. I've been scared to go to clubs. I've been scared to go to certain concerts with certain type of crew because I'm fearful that people are going to get the fight and gunshots. I, you know, I can't really run in heels, you know, heels are made for being cute, not running in. I'm just saying. So I, I realized for me, that I have personally been living in fear for a very long time. And I pray to my God almighty, who I believe have the final say, who I believe covers us and protects us. Um, And I believe that through all of this, you know, things will get better. It's just a matter of when and how, Um, but I pray that I'm able to step outside of that uncomfortable thought process to stand tall in, in my faith in him and allow myself to live, you know, live life and not just go through the process and not just go to, through the day to day uh, of getting up, going to work, coming home. You know what I'm saying? so I pray that I can get to, to that part um, of life again, because right now I realize that I've already been living in fear for a pretty long time. You know, it's, I always looked at it as there's a difference between fearful of going to certain neighborhoods, but it's been, it's bigger than that for me. If I'm going to be honest, it's bigger than that. And so I, I pray for everyone out there. My heart and condolences goes to all the families that, and friends that have been affected with the COVID 19. Um, it's so sad and so devastating. And it's just, and it's real. You know, I've seen people that have, you know, it's like I'm going to live. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to go. I'm going to worship. I'm going to have church. And you know what? I'm not knocking you. If that works for you, that works for you. But I really would appreciate if you are not come around my circle, you know, until we get a handle on this COVID-19. I'm just saying those are just my opinion. And I'm sticking to it because I would want to be exposed to it or have it and go and and infect someone else that may have a weaker immune system or, or or something like that so i'm just mindful for the most part of how i treat people and how i want to be treated in return is how i try to treat people listen you just on my bad side and i really don't give a shit about you so yeah but i'm the point of my podcast was to just touch base You know, let everybody know that I'm good. I hope that everybody that have been listening to the podcast is good. Um, Someone had ran some ideas through me because I'm going to leave the COVID-19 alone. I'm just telling you guys, wash your hands. Be careful of putting your hands in your face. Um, Just be mindful that this is something that we cannot see. And it's very dangerous, you know. So just be careful with that. Um, And once you do your part, that's all you can do. You can only take control of what you can take control of. And those are things that you can control. Nobody else. Moving forward. Some people gave me some. uh, They kind of inquired on me talking more about relationship specifically. um, uh, Women, mindset, women's bodies, um, marriage, motherhood, things of that nature. And some of the things that they really want me to talk about is pretty, very explicit. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty like R rated. Let's just be all the way 100 about that, which I'm not completely wholeheartedly comfortable with just, you know, being that rated R, but I will do my best. Um, as you, as you've noticed the ones that have been inquiring and other people, I have kind of opened up a little bit and talked about different things. Um, one of the conversation that I had on the podcast with uh, the she said he said they said podcast with Mr. E, we talked about we we were talking about initiation in relationship. And we were talking about did it matter? And um my perspective of things is like a wide range of things, you know, because for me I think initiation doesn't matter who initiated, but I don't feel that it should just be well, if the woman doesn't initiate first, that means she's not initiating because you can reciprocate the initiation. And to me, all of that is part of initiation. That was the point that I was trying to get across to Mr. E on the She Said, He Said, They Said podcast. But then I realized that it was just a mute subject. He wasn't understanding where I was coming from. And so I, you know, kind of deteriorated away from that. But I love and I enjoy talking with Mr. E. He kind of, he's very uh, bossy um and i can tell that he's very adamant about things that he enjoys in relationship and likes in relationships not necessarily saying that he can come across as controlling but some of it can come across in my mind as like a little controlling personality but i don't know and i think the reason i view it that way because i've dealt with with a person that was like that you know what I mean it was like well if you don't do this then that means you don't want me and if you don't do this then that means you and it was bigger than just if you don't or if you do it was bigger than that and once they understood me and the challenges that I was facing and that I was going through then they had a better understanding of why the process was the way it was between me and them. And it wasn't that I didn't love them. I didn't care about them. I didn't want to be with them. It wasn't none of that. It was more mental and physical and basically it came down to my health. Um, but we talked about initiation. So you guys can go over to the podcast The she said, he said, they said 2018, uh, podcast with me and Mr. E and listen to us. We've done some, uh, topics over there. We've answered some questions also. Um, but um, initiation, in my perspective, it's just allowing one another to know that I love you, I want you, and I'm just as much into you as you are into me. Um, and for me, um, I think I've talked about this before on my podcast, but I really don't remember if I have specifically um, went into Pacifics. But I had health issues, and there was a, a time in my relationship where I didn't initiate but, you know, if my partner would initiate, it was boom on, pop, you know, we were good. But for me, my libido was off, my hormones was all over the place. And honestly, at that time in my life, I didn't care if we were intimate or not. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. And I realized how much of a strain it was on the relationship. Once we had a serious heart to heart conversation, it did make me feel bad. I did feel that they were selfish and that they didn't quite understand what all I was going through. But then once we peeled past the layers of what was going on and got to the depth of it, um, it was it was different. It was better. It was more understanding. And it was more fulfilling. Um, So when I talk about initiation, I talk about it being more than just one-sided. And I also like to reiterate people being patient with one another, being supportive. And when I say being patient, I also mean being understanding in the context of understanding if there's something going on with your partner. Is there an underlying issue that your partner may not have discussed with you? And maybe that the reason it's going on. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people, when they don't initiate, they don't want you, you know, or they doing something else or they ain't attracted to you or it's been so many issues within your relationship. It have tarnished your relationship with each other. Um, so, um, yeah, so we talked about that and I think you guys should go over and listen to that and and tell me what you think and y'all can actually hit the link and leave comments and things of that. I would appreciate it. Mr. E would appreciate it. Um, But basically, that's it. You know, I just wanted to touch base with the COVID-19, ask you guys to go support the She Said, He Said, They Said podcast with your girl and Mr. E. Um, And just let everybody know I'm good. You know, I'm doing online class, which is a pain in the ass because you have professors that, you know, are making the situation 10 times worse than what it should be because it's already bad enough that everybody's going through what they're going through. And some people having to do online class, that ain't their favorite thing to do. Um, And you know what I was wondering? Like you pay for classes in a classroom. But now you're doing online class. Do you get reimbursed the difference for that? Like, how does that work? Like, you gonna get the money back for that? Like, I don't know. And then going towards summer because it looks like summer is gonna be online, but you pay for in class home, you know, in class session. Like, is that gonna be readjusted? You know, like those are. Yeah, but I don't know if we're gonna be reimbursed or if it's gonna be readjusted. As, as not being in the classroom, and then it's turning to online. I don't know, but I'm looking into it because I want my money. And you know what else I realized? Insurance company and renters, um, people, you know, I think they are the most selfish people ever in the world. And I understand it's a business. I understand you have to make money, but everybody knows that with all of this money that's floating around, that's supposed to help these small businesses and they're supposed to help these insurance companies, and supposed to help these realtors companies and things like that. You mean to tell me you ain't finna get none of that money from Trump and Them? Yeah, you getting it. So you're going to try to use that and then you still expect for these people to pay rent. So you couldn't get these people a pass on that rent or at least gave them a damn deduction. But I do understand if, if this hadn't happened, you still would have had to pay the rent. I get it. But let me tell you something. Cause I wasn't expecting to pay this extra, buy this extra, spend this extra money on this stuff. I wasn't expecting for you know not being able to do what you normally do and and go where you normally go and people going to work and making their money. And many of these people weren't expecting to get fired from their job, so to have to readjust that that mentality and where you live at and and things like that. Don't care your insurance company. Don't care. You know what? My insurance company. My mon- my insurance get directly taken out of my account, right? Because I know everybody thinks, oh, she all over the place. Yeah, because when we get talking about messing over people, you know, my mind go going. So bad with your girl. Now my insurance automatically is taken out of my account, right? So normally it's say the 28th, right? But the money doesn't get taken out on the 28th. The money doesn't come out to use, the, like the first, maybe the second or third of the next month. Them motherfuckers got that money out on the 29th. The next day, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I'm glad that I was blessed and I was able enough to be able to afford my bills through this process, but it just goes to show you what if I couldn't? You know what I mean? Like, what? And then, you know, people's like, call your insurance company because I think this and that, and, you know, I'm jumping in line so because if I could put a pause on my insurance that I'm not driving around in, let me do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me let me figure out how I can do this. They don't even answer the phone. They put you on hold, child. Then they tell you, oh, well, click this if you need assistance for this. All I'm trying to do is get a question answered. So why you can't just pick up the phone and answer the and answer the question for me, and then that'll dictate whether or not I need to do any additional forms or something like that. So it's just a bunch of, you know, it's like I'm gonna do this to discourage you for asking for help. That's the way I felt like it. And then, like, even with the cell phone, the cable bills, and the electric bill, yeah, they're going to not disconnect your phones and not disconnect your electric bill. But, goddamn, if you don't pay it, that bill's still sitting there waiting on you. So then that bill going to double up. So then by the time you able to get back on your feet, you three months in the hole. So I'm just telling people, if you could pay something, anything, pay it. Pay it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Pay it. Me, I I freaks out. I have bad nerves. And I don't like owing people. You know what I mean? I only like if, if somebody gave me a dollar and, and 75 cents to get a cold drink out the machine, yeah, that's how much they cost at the vending machine down here in Louisiana. And some places it's two dollars. Some places it was 125, then it went up to 150, and then some places it's 175, and then some of them two dollars. So yeah, you don't have to break that down. But anyway, if they give me money by cold drink out the machine, when I see them, here's your here's your money. You know, people be like, no, girl. What's really weird, I'm the same way. Like if I offer to help somebody or I give some, hey, I got it, whatever. Like I'm no. It's just a dollar and seventy-five cent. <laughs> it's just two dollars. It's just five wait. To I need it and then, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't know. I'm just jabbering you guys. It's just been, it's, it's fun to feel encouraged and to feel motivated to actually do the podcast. I haven't felt this motivated in a long time. Um, I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about the process with me on, <sighs> actually, it's just deep thinking. It's just how I'm thinking about myself and my life and just things like that. So eventually I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about that eventually. And I may even do it on the She Said, He Said, They Said podcast with Mr. E. I'm not sure yet, but I will come back and I will talk about it because it has been some things that have been hitting me very hard during this process. You know, during this process, you have more time to think. You know what I'm saying about yourself, where you're at in your life, where you want to be, your failures, you know, your mistakes, your accomplishments, you know, your aspirations, you know, things like that. And I have thought more lately than I've thought, I think, in the past two years, <laughs> which is great. Um, but then it starts making you question, you know, your position and, you know, where you're at. And, you know, sometimes it make you narrow in on your failure or the fact that you're not where you want to be at. So. It's a good thing and a bad thing. But I'm not gonna prolong this. You guys, thank you for tuning into the podcast. I ask that you guys continue to share the podcast, continue to come. Continue to send in your questions, your comments. Email anita love to hate to hate at gmail.com. That's anita love, the number two hate, the number two hate at gmail.com. You can go to iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker Breaker, all those podcasts. You can send in a comment. You can also go to anchor.fm and you can call in and leave a message. And if you want to do a podcast with me, we could do that as well. How you, doing? That is my time, you guys. Thank you. Peace.